Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers schedule dropped and I am here to break it down. Technically speaking, the schedule dropped on Friday, but uh, I am not going to record an emergency podcast for a schedule that is right there for everybody to Google. But I did spend you know, some time over the weekend looking at it, breaking it down, looking at the various angles and the various stretches that the Lakers have in front of them. And one thing is immensely clear. The Lakers have an opportunity to open up crazy hot right off the start. Let's look at how they open up the season. So they go, first they start, obviously, opening night. Uh, They play against Golden State at home. Now, Golden State is not going to be 100%, no matter what level Clay is or how healthy he might be. And and look, he before his last couple injuries, he was an Ironman and was able to come back from injury very strong. Uh, But in this case here with, with Golden State, no matter what percentage he's at, A, he's not going to be 100%, and B, they aren't going to be used to playing with each other with him at whatever percentage that he's going to be at. That's not to say that the Lakers have a giant advantage in terms of continuity, but at least in regards to the superstars that the Lakers have, they have an advantage, seeing as LeBron James and Anthony Davis have played together the last couple seasons, and Klay Thompson and, and Steph Curry have not. From there, the Lakers have games against Phoenix, Memphis, and San Antonio, but San Antonio is going to be bad this year. And then after San Antonio, they go at Oklahoma City, who are also going to be bad. Again, They play at home against Cleveland. They're going to be bad. Houston twice in a row. They're going to be bad. Uh, OKC again, and then Portland. And then they play Charlotte, Miami, Minnesota, San Antonio, and Chicago before the, the series the season kind of opens up or starts to really get its leg, legs under them. So I think for the Lakers, getting some winnable games right off the bat and, and being able to develop some momentum right off the bat is going to be really important. And yes, eventually seasons even out, you get tougher stretches later in the year where you're playing four or five games against better teams. More on that in a bit. But given the circumstances that the Lakers are going to be playing this season, starting a season with easy games or easier games is going to be really important. Another big focal point here when you're breaking down a schedule is back-to-backs. And the Lakers are only going to have 12 of them, which, yes, is as many as they had last year. Though last year, obviously, they played fewer games, so that made those back-to-backs all the more cumbersome. This year, there are 12 of them. They're they're spread out more. Uh, according to Mike Trudell, who broke down the schedule really well for, for Lakers.com, there are 12 trips of, of or sets of back-to-back games. That is lower than league average, which is 13.7 as he has it. And then another key point here, as he points out, is that those 12 back-to-backs that they have, well, Two of them feature no travel whatsoever, where you have uh, consecutive games in San Antonio, and then they have consecutive games in Chicago. Uh, I, I I might make a trip out of the consecutive games in San Antonio. That, I'm, it's like right down the street from me. So, uh, but yeah, they have those two sets where they where they won't be traveling at all. And then with Portland, they have a game in Portland, and then they go and play quote unquote at the Clippers, which is just basically flying home and playing the next day uh, at your home arena. So uh, this is another kind of inherent advantage that the Lakers have here 
just in terms of the amount of travel that is associated with the back-to-backs. Where, where, where back-to-backs really get tough, obviously, is you play a game one night, say that game goes late that night, you hop on a plane, you fly into the city that you're playing in the next night, right? You, you, you fly there, you get there at like 3 o'clock in the morning, you get whatever sleep you can, you have morning shoot-around, morning video, whatever, and, and sometimes they skip that stuff. Uh, depending on what time the the team gets in, you have that morning shoot around. Then you probably sit around, take a nap, and 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 get a, a couple more hours sleep, get another meal in you, and then bang, you are right back on an NBA court going against a team that didn't play uh, more like more often than not didn't play a back to back the the previous night as well. So uh, in in this case, those back to backs, and and I like that the NBA is doing this. They're just saying, look, if you're gonna play two games in a row against a team, you may as well just knock them out twice in a row so there's just that much less travel involved. And and that works out in the Lakers' favor here. Another thing to keep in mind here when you're looking at the schedule is we focused on the opening of it, but their, their final 10 games sound tough. Let's look at them. So they go uh, against Philadelphia at home at New Orleans, at Dallas, at Utah, at home against New Orleans, at home against Denver, at Phoenix, at Golden State, uh, at home against OKC, and then they finish the season at Denver. So obviously that sounds tough, right? That's a that is a brutal stretch to close your season. And and for a team that might be dealing with injuries, that is uh, not something to be all that thrilled about. But given the circumstances that they're gonna be playing those games, you have to think that a couple of these teams might be resting for uh, because they're already in the playoffs or they might want to take a night off for playoff positioning. You look at teams like Dallas, I think is going to be safe, is safely a, a playoff team this year. Same goes for Utah. Same probably goes for Phoenix and, and, and maybe Golden State, maybe Denver. So with those teams there, their seasons might kind of be wrapped up. They might be positioned where they want to be positioned and they take a night off maybe the Lakers luck out there and they get an extra win down the stretch of a season because they don't they because of the circumstances they're playing that game ideally the Lakers go into these these games not really needing them as much you know not fighting for home court advantage not fighting uh like they were last year to stay out of the play playing game uh if the Lakers take care of business especially early in the season and this is where you know, I, you don't want to freak out when the Lakers don't open the way that they necessarily should, but if they if they don't open all as well as as they probably should, that's where this is where those those games kind of kick you in the butt, right? <laughs> you you got to take care of business when you can, and and I think the Lakers have a great opportunity to do that, so that when they get to the stretch of games, you aren't sweating each and every one of them down the stretch of the season. The biggest factor I would probably say when looking at the schedule is not even in it, not even any of the games that I'm looking at. It's the fact that the Lakers, their last game was June 3rd and their first preseason game will be October 3rd. So that gives them a nice long off season to take their break and, you know, get their mind off of basketball. Right now, I'm sure there are guys kind of starting to get back into the gym. You see that this is Ben Simmons' like best time of the year, right, where where he looks incredible in these open runs. Uh, but for the Lakers, given the fact that they're an older roster and stuff, I'm sure guys are putting in work, but 
they've had a nice long stretch here where they could just get their minds off of basketball, go out on a, on a vacation, completely recover, focus on getting your mind and body right, and then start to get back into the gym. Last year, they won a championship. They had maybe a week, maybe, uh, to be able to go and do that stuff. Weren't able to get fully out of shape, which, by the way, is is kind of nice. <laughs> you, you don't want to completely fatten up, but it is kind of nice to kind of let your body just kind of fully recover and 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 kick back with your feet up on some kind of tropical sand, drink in hand, cigar in the other, whatever it is, and 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 be able to enjoy your off season that way. They weren't able to do that last year. So this year, being able to fully do that and have that nice long stretch from June 3rd to October 3rd uh, is is a giant blessing for an older team. Sorry, LeBron. Sorry, Russ. That's just the reality of the situation. My final note is a selfish one. I am obviously out here on Central Time. The Lakers are going to be playing in February all of their games in the Pacific time zone, which means 7.30 start times back home, 9.30 start times here uh, as, I'm co- uh, as I'm covering those games. So uh, I guess <laughs> that, that, that uh, I'm going to have to apologize to Jen and to Avery in advance. I'm going to be a zombie by the time February mercifully ends. Uh, but for the Lakers, that is a nice stretch where, yes, you're going to be doing some travel up and down the coast, but you don't have to worry about jet lag and, and time changes or anything like that. You're just gonna be you're just gonna be taking care of the games in front of you, and yeah, there are some tougher teams, obviously, on the West Coast with, you know, Golden State, and uh, I believe Phoenix is also in the Pacific Time Zone. The Clippers, even without Kawhi, are gonna be a tough out, I still think. And then you have you know a team like Portland up there. Sacramento is is always gonna be tough against the Lakers because they hate the Lakers. So I I think. You know, yes, you have some tough-ish games given where all of those teams are located, but the fact that you aren't traveling as much, you know, west to east, east to west in those in those stretches, that's a big time advantage. So February is going to suck for me, but it's probably going to be a nice little recovery uh, month for the Lakers. If you want more on the Lakers schedule, Jacob Rude put together his five most interesting games. So you can read that on silverscreenandroll.com. You can also check out uh, Harrison's thoughts on the fact that the Lakers have more national TV games than any team in the league. That's not exactly shocking, but people like to, to, to analyze that aspect of the league, I guess. So you can check that out as well. In terms of content uh, elsewhere across the Silver Screen and Roll universe, uh, you have the pods from last week. I thought Harrison and I had a really fun conversation sending you into the weekend on Friday. So if you haven't checked that out, you should. Uh, Jacob and Christian are probably going to be breaking down the schedule uh, into into nights or today's Can You Dig It, which is going to be out probably before you guys are listening to this. So check that out as well if you haven't already. And then over the course of the week, we have some fun guests lined up as well. So I will be talking to you then. I'm Anthony Irwin. Have a good one.